Maybe you just launched your website and you're a little bit disappointed because you've been expecting like tons of interest in your freebie or people signing up to your email list or in your offers, your Zoom classes, your coaching sessions. But then crickets, nothing happens. Well, the problem is probably isn't your website or the quality of what you're offering. The problem is that not enough people are seeing it. So you don't have enough traffic on your website. And in this episode, we are going to talk about that. And I'm going to share three strategies to boost your website traffic. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Reicher, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Wouldn't it be nice if just because you put something out there like your website, people would find it and would sign up and work for you? Well, that probably worked like in the beginning ages of the internet um, when there really wasn't anything around. But today, um, especially in this global world that we are living in, um, it takes a little bit more effort and work to stand out and to get eyes on your offers, to get people to really see what you're doing. So this is um, why you need traffic on your website. So traffic is what we call all the different people, um, visitors to your website. And um, yes, yeah, so people who basically come to your website and have a look around. That's traffic. Everybody who comes to your website counts towards your website traffic. And yes, so what can you do to get more people to visit your website? Unfortunately, it's not enough to just put your website out there. That by itself isn't going to cut it. Also sharing it maybe once or twice on social media or with your followers, this isn't enough. So I'm going to share three strategies to boost your website traffic that are working right now, that are proven, I've been using, that my students are using. And yes, so I would invite you to use them too. Um, one word of warning in advance, um, it's going to be hard work. It is for everybody. Traffic, generating traffic, um, generating like, um, like putting all those strategies into action so that people actually see your offers. It's a lot of work for everybody. And I know it can be exhausting and it can be overwhelming. You know, like the biggest tip I have here is to really try to find out what works for you um, and what brings you joy, hopefully as well. And then just like get it done because it's necessary, right? If you have a business or if you want to have a business and you want to sell your offers, you have to put in the work so that actual people are going to see your offers and what you're doing. So otherwise, um, you're not really doing justice to what you created and also to the people you want to help. Because, I mean, yes, so that you can help them, they need to see, they need to know what you're doing first, right? 
So um, don't give up too soon. I know you can do this. And yeah, so let's get started. The first strategy is to start a blog. So I feel I've talked about this in the past before. I really, really believe in blogging. It's like one of the main foundations of my business. And it's what I credit with really long-term success in my business. So a blog, it's not a short-term solution. It's not going to help you um, double your income or anything like that overnight. So uh, writing a blog, it's more like midterm, long-term, creating a content library. So there are a few thoughts behind it, why this really works. So no, there are like a few. Yeah. So why does this work? It's The first is, of course, Google. So when you have a normal website, you maybe have like eight or maybe a few more pages that Google can search and like look at all the content on your pages and then direct traffic from people who are searching for things related to what you do, right, to your website. Um, So that's limited, right? Um, And if you blog every single week. That's like 52 additional pages a year. Even if you don't blog every single week, if you blog just once a month, that's 12 additional pages per year that Google can search for and use to drive traffic to your website. It's essential. It's really essential to get people to learn more about you and what you do. So um, yeah, so a weekly blog post is best, obviously. Some people even blog more often than that. I've never done that. So um, I've been really, really consistent in creating a weekly blog post or now a podcast episode. And, you know, I've created blog posts that I published in the early 2017, and they still bring me traffic. So people still find those posts. I have like hundreds of visitors a day from my blog posts that I created in 2017, 2018. Um, And yes, so it's like a content library that you grow over time and it's such a valuable asset for your business. So when you've done that right now, I could probably stop blogging or podcasting and it wouldn't really hurt my business so much like when it comes to traffic to people coming to my website because I already have that content library, I already did the work. But to get there, you have to share content. It's also going to help establish you as the expert. Um, this is also something that Google really values. So Google likes to suggest websites in the Google search results that are specific that are really um, focused on one specific topic um, that people are searching for. So um, let's say you're a yoga teacher and you're specialized in um, yin yoga. So when you create a lot of blog content around yin yoga, the benefits of yin yoga, how to get started with yin yoga, um, and all those things, Google will see you as the expert on yin yoga and then will um, range, range your website higher. And when someone is searching for some content around yin yoga, so you have a higher chance to show up in the top search results. So yin yoga by itself, it's still a very competitive search term, but um you know, like something like yin yoga for beginners or the benefits of yin yoga or something. You could really rank there pretty high. 
So, um, yeah, so that's the reasons why <laughs> you need a blog. So Google is one of the main reasons why I really recommend starting a blog. Um, because, yeah, so more people will see what you do or something related to what you do. So they have a higher chance to find you. Um, and it doesn't matter if you don't like writing. You can also create videos, for example, a YouTube channel or a podcast like I'm doing. But I would still invite you to create a blog post for every single video or every single podcast episode where you embed the podcast episode or the video, add a little bit of context around you, around that and still post it on your website, post it on your blog. And that way people can find you not only on YouTube or on, I don't know, whatever you use for podcasting, but also on your website. So your website should be your hub. Right. It's like where all your best content is. And really, I would always recommend putting your main energy, um, when it comes to creating content on this type of content because it had longevity. It's going to stay on your website. It's going to live there. And something like Google search results, they don't age, right? So people can still find it years and years from now. Why, when you only focus on social media um, and you create the most amazing Instagram reels or Instagram captions, that's already old news a week from now. Right. So nobody's going to look at the real you created two months ago, probably maybe like one or two people might do that, but the majority no. So there's nothing wrong with social media. Um, it's a great tool and it's a great tool, especially to build trust with your followers, to get people to really know you and like you better. But if this is where you put in all your effort and all the free time that you have beside like, um, teaching and seeing clients, um, it's not going to help you build longevity. And I think it's not really a wise investment of your time, only to invest time in social media. So focus on your website, on your blog, on your own original content first. Repurpose that for social media. Sure, share it on social media, but don't put all your effort, all your time only on social media. This is really a pet peeve of mine. And, you know, like I have so many people who come to me or sometimes my students tell me. So one of my goals is that next month I'm going to post on Instagram um, three or four times a week. And I'm always like, this is great. Um, there's really, this is amazing if you have the time. If you also create a blog post every single week and share that. Um, and put it on your website or a podcast episode or a YouTube video, right? Um, something that really has longevity. So this should always come first. So yeah, it's a lot of work, obviously, especially if you commit to a weekly schedule, which I recommend. And um, to make it easier for you, I recommend having like a content calendar. So I always save ideas for upcoming podcast episodes. Um, I, I, I use Asana for that. You can also have a notes app or write it down. And then once a month, at least, I try to do it every quarter, but once a month, at least, I sit down and I schedule all the upcoming episodes for the coming month. And then I have it in my calendar, 
great idea here that also works for a lot of people is batching. So you sit down and create like a bunch of blog posts in one setting. And I have to admit, um, I love the theory behind batching. I never really made it work for me because when I created one podcast episode, I'm just like, the last thing I would want to do is just like record another one right away. So I like to do that weekly or have like at least like maybe have one week with where um, create a few episodes and then have a few weeks off. But I'm not really good at batching it on one day. Um, but you might be different, right? That might work for you. And um, so for me, what works is I have one day of the week. It's normally Monday where I do all my content creation. So it's my podcast episodes, it's my social media updates, and I do all that on Monday. Um, and that works for me. So just try to find a routine here. Just try to find a process so you don't have to start from scratch every single week again. Just know what you're doing. So Monday, I'm going to sit down and do all my content creation. So that's strategy number one to start a blog. And it doesn't matter if it's a podcast, if it's a written blog, or if it's a YouTube video. Strategy number two is to get in front of other people's audiences. And this can work really, really well. It might also work better for you, actually, if you really don't have the time yet to focus on creating original content on a consistent basis yourself. So a blog, it isn't working if you create three blog posts and then you stop for six months, right? So um, this isn't going to work. You have to stay consistent. If you can't really commit to that right now because you have like a full-time job still or you have a baby or you like life, <laughs> um, what can also work is just like um, getting in front of other people's audiences. So let's say you want to launch an online course and your audience is still really, really small. And let's say you have maybe 100 or 200 people on your email list, but you really want to launch your offer. Um, I don't think it's really going to work if you have only 100 people on your email list. So I always recommend that you have at least 250 people, at least. I mean, as always here, the quality of your followers is more important than your quantity. So if those 100 people are super engaged and like 20 of them are really interested in your online course, yeah, then of course you can launch it. So it's really difficult to come up with the number that works for everybody here. Um, but anyway, what can help you to grow your audience here a little bit faster than starting your own blog, creating your own content, is getting in front of other people's audiences. And there are a few ways you can do that. The first is guest blogging. So you can pitch yourself to other blogs. So something like Elephant Journal, um, Do Yoga, um, um, Mind Body Green. I think that's a little bit more difficult to get published. Um, or you can also publish on something like Medium and share that post everywhere. So you still should do the work and share what you're posting and um, what you published. And it, it can take some practice before you actually get accepted in how to write your blog post. So I, but I would really recommend it for you to, to experiment with that and um, to try to make it work. So if you don't get accepted the first time, simply try again, ask them for feedback, 
what was wrong with my post? How can I improve it? Maybe they reply to you and you can use that feedback to um, submit a better, better post. Um, also pitch yourself to other people's podcasts that can work really, really well. Um, so for that, you would need to come up with a story, like um, think about what you could share with other people's on the, um, with their audiences. So what's related to what they talk about, maybe um, um, what's related, what would their audience be interested in? What can you offer them? So um, for example, you can tell them, Okay, I if I get published on your podcast, I will also share it with my audience, like in a newsletter and on social media. And I can create this special freebie only for your audience to share with. So something helpful. Um, just like, yeah, be a little bit creative there. And um, but this is also something that you have to be consistent with. And um do the work, right? Don't just like email three people and when it didn't work, say, this doesn't work for me. This is something where you need practice and how you pitch yourself. It might not work the first time. It might not work the second time. But over time, um, it's going to get easier and you're going to get accepted and um, you get practice. And it's such a fun way also to connect with other people. I think it's like the favorite thing about um, podcasting for me is really all the connections it helped me build and create with other people. So when you have your own podcast, it might even be easier to get in front of other people's audiences because then you can suggest some podcast exchanges. So you can tell people, do you want to be on my podcast? And, and can I be on your podcast? And this can work really, really well as well. So they don't have to be really big. Um, it doesn't matter if they have thousands and thousands of followers. Um, don't start with those podcasts who are really, really successful already. Really do your research and start with smaller networks, smaller podcasts, smaller blogs maybe as well. And then you can work your way up to the bigger platforms, right? So um, create a list with, um, do your research, create a list, and then track it. Who did you get in touch with? Send, um, and don't just send them one email. It's totally okay to reach out again and say, hey, did you actually see my email? I would really love to be on your show. And make it personal, right? So as a podcast um, editor, um, I you know like as a podcast publisher, um, I get so many pitches for people who want to be on my podcast and they're all like from agencies or some of them really are so copy and paste. And it's so obvious that they never listen to a single episode or that's totally unrelated to what I'm talking about. And those go straight to the bin, right? I delete them straight away. So, and when I get a pitch that's really a little bit more personal and, um, where I feel, oh my God, yeah. So this actually would make a great addition to what I'm talking about. Yeah, then I reach out. So, um, and yeah, because podcasters get so many pitches, don't take it personal when they don't get back to you immediately. Um, it's totally normal. They, if they feel it's a good feel, they will, they will get back to you. And um, it's totally okay to reach out again. 
So um, that's yeah, guest blog posts, guest podcasts what can work great. You can also collaborate with other people in your field, with other colleagues, like maybe people you know from your yoga teacher training, maybe your yoga teacher or your yoga teacher school. Maybe you can do something with them. So, of course, it works best if you collaborate with someone who has the same audience. So, basically, they have like, you like people the same kind of people, but they do different things. So when you're a yoga teacher, you could um, collaborate with someone who teaches uh, meditation or who is a life coach um, or the other way around, right? Or when you focus on um, yoga therapy or you help people with back pain, you could collaborate with um, physiotherapists, right? So that can also really work to help you grow your audience and to get more website traffic. And the last strategy, number three, is to use paid advertising. So um, paid advertising, I think it's a little bit like the gasoline. To It can really lighten up your um, results um, and help you get more traffic very, very quickly. It's a great strategy. It's definitely something that I recommend using, but not alone. And not maybe not right away when you're just getting started. Um, so I feel if you just rely on Facebook advertising or Instagram advertising or any paid advertising and you don't do anything um, to grow your traffic organically, like blogging or collaborations, um, you can really stop your business in its track when something happens with Facebook ads. You're like, let's, um, right now, everybody's struggling because they don't see the same results, right? Because of the iOS changes. Or your ad account could get um, closed. Happened to me twice. And it took a while to get it, um, to get it open again. And um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a smart business strategy to just rely on paid advertising because you have very, very limited control on that. So you could lose access to it. Um, you could, they suddenly could stop working. Prices could go up like crazy. Um, and that's okay if you still have organic traffic coming in. Um, but if you only rely on advertising, it's really dangerous, I think. So yeah, so, um, I would always rely mostly on organic strategies and also when you don't really have a proven offer yet. So when you don't know it's selling yet. So let's say you created an online course and you're just like, okay, now I'm going to put up Facebook ads. Nobody bought it before. How do you know if it's in working, right? So if nobody from your audience, from your followers is buying it, why would someone buy it? who doesn't really know you, who, do, who doesn't have any connection with you, who just seen like one Facebook ad from you. Um, this is not going to work. So the first step should always be organic traffic, grow your audience um, organically, um, experiment with Facebook ads in that phase, um, for example, for a freebie. Um, so you could definitely experiment with Facebook ads, spend just like $10 a day or something. And, um, and then launch it. And if, when you have a proven offer, when you know people are going to get results from your online course, from your offers, and it's working and you have your first testimonials, then it's the time to invest in Facebook ads. 
And that can really help you scale and see bigger results and bigger results. So um, don't use Facebook ads as your first strategy to grow your website traffic. So I think it should come after organic traffic that you build with blogging and then organic traffic that you get from collaborations, right? Those two strategies are also free. Facebook ads obviously are expensive. So it's really a smarter idea if you already have money coming in your business that you can then invest into growing and scaling. But also, don't think your business is going to grow and scale indefinitely just relying on organic content. This really, really works. Um, so yes, so you could get viral and you don't ever need to invest in advertising, um, but it's very unlikely, right? So um, using paid advertising strategically, I think is still a smart strategy and necessary for most of us to really scale and build a sustainable income, like to get to six figures um, a year and beyond, I think you're going to need paid advertising for sure. So those are my three strategies to boost your website traffic. I hope this has been helpful. And um, if you don't really have a website yet, so check out my course, Blissful Websites, when you listen to this episode, when it's coming out, um, enrollment is open. So simply go to Blissful Websites. So simply go to susannareicher.com forward slash blissful websites and there you can learn more about it and enroll. I would love to support you in creating your website. I know you can do it. And yes, get in touch when you have any questions about that. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, I talk to you then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannereicher.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Hey there, interrupting for a short announcement. I'm hosting a virtual bootcamp to help you kickstart your online business from May 6th to May 10th. And I would love to see you there. It's the make your first or next $5,000 online bootcamp. And you can save your spot for this free virtual event when you go to my website, susannereicher.com forward slash bootcamp. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-R-I-E-K-E-R.com forward slash bootcamp. I'm going to go live every day from Monday to Friday with a live training on how to elevate your vision, choose your profitable niche, amplify your content, nail down your signature offer to make your first or next $5,000. I can't believe how freaking fun, valuable, and powerful this virtual event is going to be. You'll get five live stream trainings, all of the recordings in case you can't make it live or need to leave early, access to my new community, the Midlife Biz Hive, including tons of additional trainings for you to dive in, the chance to ask any questions in our calls or in the community, 
It'll be amazing. This event is a real game changer, whether you're just starting out or you've been at it for a while, but feeling a bit stuck around the maybe $2,000 to $3,000 monthly mark. If you're eager for more and ready to figure out the online business puzzle, this is the perfect place to kickstart your journey to bigger and better results.